Welcome everyone to another episode of the Anxiety Hour. We've got a pretty deep topic to chat about this afternoon. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oops, sorry. Oops. We're talking about anxiety and sexual connection. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So oh. we're all all adults, and oh. uh, if you're listening to this on on the playback, make sure that you've got no children around because um, we're going to go deep again, and we're going to get. And personal. we don't want to be responsible for the birds and the bees conversations <laughs> tonight. I tell you, I reckon some yeah. people go for that long without it that they also need a re-education, and um, we're going to talk pretty candidly. Mel. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Who's who? Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's going on? I can hear some music somewhere. Hang on a minute. That's all right. I can't hear it, so it's all good. I'll keep going. Oh so gosh. while Mel sorts out her, her, her technical issues, we'll, um, we'll, we'll keep going. So tonight we're talking about anxiety and sexual connection, and I'm going to really go deep haha, into my story because I doubt that I would be the only, well, I was married, the only married man to go potentially a year at a time without um basically any sexual connection any real intimacy like any real physical act like i remember one stage it was almost a year um having babies and all that sort of stuff and we're going to talk about i'm going to go into miscarriage i'm going to go into all sorts of stuff that can affect the connection the sexual connection and intimacy now um, the beautiful thing about tonight, we've got our amazing ambassador Trudy on and she's got her amazing interpreter, Steve. Um, so if you have watched this back, any of our deaf community, welcome. I think it's important that we give them a big shout out. What do you think, Mel? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for, for joining us. We're so glad that you're here and we're so glad that we have such um, an incredible person involved in that community that we can extend this knowledge and these learnings to a wider community. So thank you all for being involved. Yep, no problem at all. And before we go on, there's one thing I haven't done. You keep talking, but there's one thing I haven't done that I've got to do for the amazing Reese, uh, for the amazing Trudy. And this is part of our technology issues. So I'm going to do fix it up right now. So you keep okay. going, Mel. No worries. Well, before it was my children have been playing Roblox on my computer. So it's gone into this other, I'm hearing all this noise. I'm going, what the heck is that? As Roblox is playing anyway. So shut that down. So sorry about that. But I wanted to say I'm really glad that we that we have brought up this conversation to speak intelligently and openly about it because um you know I'll even share in depth in my story I committed to celibacy six months ago after um yeah coming a across lots of issues around men post um, my marriage breakdown and. Uh, just decided I wanted to take that time really to um, to to get to know myself a little bit better and um, yeah steer clear of the the crap that I, I seem to have been attracting into my life. So I'm really glad that that we're having this conversation this evening. I truly am. It's going to be amazing. So is is this is this celibacy thing you're talking about? Like me not drinking for a year? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Now I can, I can connect the message. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, some of the stuff that's come through from a lot of the feminine empowerment coaches, they are actually, um, and this is where guys get really confused. And before we introduce our, one of my favorite humans of all time, because we do have a fantastic guest and we've got another guest who's running late. Um, uh, the level of trauma that a woman's body goes through in giving birth 
also too any perceived traumas that they haven't balanced out in the past, their hips, their base chakra, like it's almost like they're tense every time that there is, well, how do you say it? Penetration, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, um, it's, it's really like the whole body like will tense up and tighten up and they're not even aware of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's especially bad. Um, it's especially bad if they've gone through uh, past trauma or they've, or they've given themselves when they really didn't want to get, when it, when a woman's yeah. or a man, even that way has given themselves when they really didn't want to, or, or an indiscretions happened when someone's been drinking or, or, yes. or whatever's going yeah. on. Like, uh, and we're not here to be controversial around that sort of stuff, but like, I think a lot of guys, um, well, I know I used to be, I used to feel so rejected by my ex-wife. So mm-hmm. fucking rejected. It was, I didn't understand that like she was going through all this body image issues, all this, like we had five miscarriages for two babies. Like it was full on. And, and because I, yeah, cause I was emotional. I guess it was about. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So who have we got on tonight? And we've actually got a couple of guys on tonight and, and Aaron's just turned up and Aaron spoke the other night. He's come to be a part of this open conversation and, and the amazing master coach LC, but I, I'm super excited. Do you want to, I might let you do the introduction of this, of, of this great man. Well, yes, we're so excited to have Reese, Mr. Reese Krensky on this evening to help lead this podcast and um, share some inspiration and insight into how this came about, you know, why, why are we even having this conversation? Um, Reese and I go way back, we went to school together and um, was so, so excited to have him come in and, and join the community and to watch him grow from where he was to, to where he is now, such an empowered man in, in his own relationship. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here, Reese. Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Reese, you are one of my favourite all-time humans, I tell you. We've been working together since Christmas 2000. Oh, when you got back from your, 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 your nightmare. Well, yeah, early, early 2019 it was. Early 2019, and then yeah. we had a couple of months off, and then I was fortunate enough to meet the amazing Trudy. Yes. So, um, mate, why don't you sort of, why don't you paint a scene? Like, um, you're, you're a tradie. Um, you're moving into the coaching and empowerment space, which is awesome. But why don't you pay to see what was life like for you in 2018, early 19? Uh, I was lost. Very, I was a very, very lost man. Um, I guess uh, just su- suppressing a lot. Uh, I was trying to voice, you know, try and have a voice, but didn't know how to. All I knew how to express it was in anger. Oh, and uh, it was just uh, such a. Um, I was just so rigid back, you know, back then my daughter was scared of me. Uh, my wife, Trudy, was just felt like she was uh, walking on eggshells 24-7. Um, Mate, that's, that's like, I fucking love you, bro. And you know why I love you? Because the one thing that you admired in me was my level of vulnerability. And for you to come out and say my daughter was scared of me, and I remember that conversation, I do. For yeah. you to actually own that, <clears throat> like you softened in in you softened in that moment of trait ownership. You like you were a hard bastard, an unaware bastard, triggered all that stuff. But like I am just so proud of the fact that you can actually get up and own that. Yeah, it was great. Like these last five weeks, 
have been so good. I've been homeschooling. Um, just the level of connection that uh, my daughter and I have now, it's, uh, it's been such a joy, you know, being home with her every day and just being around her. But uh, she goes back to school on Monday and, um, you know, I've got a little bit of time. I have a little bit of time to myself before life gets back to, well, what 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 do you call normal? I don't know what what the new normal will be, but uh, um, there's definitely uh, exciting times ahead. There is. So you go back to when your daughter was scared of you, trees on eggshells. Um, what was going on, mate? Like, what was the? Let's go straight to the big disconnect, mate. Like, what was the big problem? Like, what what was that? What 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 happened? Well, how far do you want to go back? Well, mate, just like I think, just. What what was the all right? What was the indiscretion? Let's just go straight there. I cheated on my wife. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, I guess um, how come and, about? And your wife is next to you right now. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's right here. Yeah. yeah. Now, how how it came about was uh, um, we both uh, changed our lifestyle dramatically, <clears throat> and uh, and you know we were uh, we had we had goals goals you know personal goals and goals that we were trying to achieve together but um uh we met uh another lady and um which we found out that she was bisexual so and then i you know she was quite attractive and we tried well well it was my idea and i suppose it's just the excitement of everything and we tried to get her into the bedroom and, mm -hmm. um, um reese yeah. is it possible to switch up your microphone mate i'm struggling to hear is it okay? Yeah, so uh, anyone that's anyone that's digesting it, it's all good. You chuck his ears on, so our interpreter can uh, follow. But um, that's like that's really courageous to actually go into there. That it was my idea. I took ownership. I was attracted to another woman. And if you're out there and you're a dude listening to this, and you're telling your partner that you're not attracted to other women, then I don't know. Like I reckon. I get that your partner might be amazing and beautiful and wonderful, but uh, like, it's just a different level for men. That 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 that's how I see it. So that's really brave again for you to admit that, mate. That you look. Um, that, look I that, suppose uh, at, at that point in time, uh, I saw it as a game, like just a game, and uh, didn't really think. Well, at that time, I was on uh, I was on medication for anxiety. Uh, and a little bit of depression, and uh, <clears throat> I didn't even think of the emotions that uh, came in, that were that were about to come into play. Yeah. Mm. So it was all about instant gratification, instant pleasure in that moment. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when you when you when you're really overthinking, and I'm sure Mel can add this. Like when you're overthinking, and uh, when your brain is fucking everywhere, and you're foggy, you look for whatever you group, whatever you can to sort of keep your mind occupied, uh, the next problem you need to solve, the next, the next, the next, the next, and you're never in the moment, which mm -hmm. kind of makes sense why, they, why they've given you that label. Um, what are you picking up so far, Mel? Like, I'm just like, wow, this is cool, straight up. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I can definitely um, resonate with that flightiness. It's just, yeah, it's intense. Mm. And then, um, so uh, so then we move. You obviously things happen. And you move beyond the indiscretion. You move beyond it, and then things blew up. Like so, um, when you're in front of me, mate. Like, 
like what was the key emotion? Like you talk about anxiety and things like that, but what were the, what were the few big emotions that were going on inside you? Uh, what after everything, everything, uh, come out? Yeah. Yeah. After everything came out. Oh, I suppose I was just, um, I was looking for, I was, I was seeking help, but the help that I was getting just wasn't working. Yeah. Um, I guess the emotion, uh, it's, it's hard to say, like, because it's hard, hard to describe because at that point in time, I was still on, uh, when everything came out, I was still on medication. Uh, and then it was only a couple months after that, um, put me in, well, it all came out early October. And then you know, I was probably in mid-November that I decided to throw the meds in the bin. And then that's when I could sort of really start to, uh, I, was, I guess I was looking, seeking validation you know, around my story, I guess, you know, I was, it was affecting my work and, you know, I was talking to a lot of blokes at work and they, you know, I know, I mean, you know, that they were offering advice, but I just wasn't here. I just couldn't hear it. And, you know, yeah, I was just absolutely uh, numb and blinded by the amount of hurt and mm. confusion that was going on. It's, it's, something we see quite often and there's a few guys I work with watching this tonight, which is really cool um, that they are so blinded by big emotions like rage, humiliation, shame. And the two big killers are humiliation and shame. Like they're the two big killers. Like it's not, it's like, I think people get caught up around suicide and things like that around just the word suicide. When the fact is there's an emotion attached to it and usually it's humiliation and shame. So, because um, I remember you being such a rigid dude, just so, it was like you were walking, it was like you had these beer bottles under your arms, because you are, like, you look after your physique, and you, you were so, like, you couldn't turn without turning your whole body, and you were so, it was like you always had an angry face on all the time. Yeah, and I got that comment from quite a few people, uh, you know, prior to all this, you know, like, why are you so angry? I didn't think I was, but, uh, you know, I can, I can tell now over these last six months that my jaw is just so much more relaxed because I was, you know, I was always constantly clenching, clenching mm -hmm. my jaw. Just, I don't know. It was, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, just holding on to anger mm -hmm. and, um, you know, after really softening and, and, uh, you know, having a few realizations uh that you know went on over over the uh um you know the the turn of events it was yeah it's 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 definitely uh changed me for the better that's for sure oh man and and you know what like um and we could talk in depth about your story and um i think like giving people a background you've got me who went through I did exactly the same thing yeah. um, and then basically destroyed fucking everything to come out the other side. But I think what's really great is you're a guy that uh, could have potentially blown his whole world up. And, and if you permit me to speak really openly, yes, um, obviously I'll look after your brother, but you, we were initially, <laughs> it was about how do I get out of this relationship? Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. That's what the, the, that's the first discussion we had when we yep. come back from, uh, from our, from our cruise and, uh, and, you know, I, we had this discussion. I went home that night and told my wife that, you know, 
that's what I wanted. And then, I don't know, something happened after there. I, I, I got it all out because I, I'm never, I was never one to talk about my, my emotions. Uh, I was never one to communicate because uh, it was getting back to uh, a lot around my upbringing, uh, happy wife, happy life. And I just saw my, uh, I, I saw my, the worst my, fucking my statement. parents. It's the worst fucking yeah, statement. Well, I saw my, I saw my parents, uh, you know, that was the, um, that was, yeah, that was what they did. Happy wife, happy life. And uh, now it's just bullshit. I mean, us men, we have a right to communicate intelligently. You know, mm-hmm. it's, and, and, and it's okay to communicate intelligently. Like, we're just going to try and let, uh, uh, encourage others to let go of the fear. 100%. Like, I know you do a lot of balancing out and you're very, very, you're a good writer. Um, you've shared some of the knowledge statements you've given us. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know what, if someone was to come up to you with your hard hat on and your, and your plumbing clothes on and whatever else, um, not that you're plumbing at the moment, and to hear the way that you communicate now, and the way, like, there's a bit of a, a perception attached to tradies um, mm. in relation to suppre- is, yes. suppressing emotion. And we've got our other two panel guys coming on tonight, Aaron and Leon. So feel free to chime in because this is a to- this is an open conversation. Because um, as Leon describes himself, he's the horniest man in the world, um, which is, which makes me laugh every single time. So he was super <laughs> excited. Um, to get on here and have a chat, which I hope is available. But Aaron, if you want to unmute yourself as well, welcome back, mate, um, as well. Uh, please feel free to chime in as Reese sort of brings up stuff. But, you know, like w- we did the work. I think the, the, pin- the turning point for me- for you was when Trudy was like, because Trudy basically said, I don't need you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. You know, we we <laughs> danced around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. We danced around circles for a bit and um, and... Uh, when was it? It was, um, oh, it might have been April. Yeah, I think it was April, around April. Um, that's when, yeah, she, she wrote me a letter because I, and uh, yeah, telling me, yep, she'd had enough. And, you know, I was a bit angry and I just, well, I had to, had to accept, uh, accept what she was telling me. And um, that's when I really started to work myself. I really started to focus because uh, I went, I went, I stopped doing the tools. I thought I was okay. Yeah, it's all sweet. But uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was, I was wrong. And just scratch the surface. Mm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. watching you. I started doing some work at your location with uh, the interpreter and Trudy after doing some stuff at a, a room we used to work out of and, and you were fucking like you were pacing and it was like, you didn't know what to do, where to go, where to be. And then the following week or the two weeks after that, all of a sudden you're a different guy. Now I know Trudy and I went through some breakthrough stuff around the way she looked at the person that was involved in it and things like that and shifted. And it was like when she started to see you as Reese and not the guy that hurt me, Mm. all of a sudden she's like, Oh, look at his big muscles. And Oh, he's so handsome. (laughs) And Oh, he's so fun. And Oh, he's so good. It was like, she started to, it was like she started to really fall in love again. Well, you know, the thing that I worked out is that uh, you can't build a level of connection over a couple of months. It's got to be like, it takes years to build a level of uh, of connection. And, you know, I'm just so grateful that, you know, we we did have breakthroughs. You know, we, we were 
you know, we were separated. We were, we were putting the, uh, we were planning separate, you know, going through our assets and starting to divide things up. And uh, I don't know, something just happened. Um, I think it was a realization for both of us, what we were about to lose uh, and, you know, lose each other. And we you just, have, uh, yeah. You have got this beautiful little angel that comes and has play dates at our place and has become part of the family with us. She, man, like, she is such a, and I remember going back to when she pulled me, she tapped me, we had a conversation, you went there and I said, are you okay? And she goes, dad scared me. And I said, tell me about it. When she said, well, when mum wasn't looking, dad said a, a naughty word about mum, which I've done. Mm. We've, we've all, I know so many guys have done. A couple yeah. of guys here are smiling. It's like we've all done that under their breath or behind their back. And um, she caught you out on that. And um she didn't know how to tell you. And I just said, do you mind if I tell him? And she's like, nah. And then I remember a week or two later, cause I sat you down straight in front of me. I said, bro, I'm about to hurt your feelings. I said, I'm about to push buttons and hurt your feelings. And you said, yep. And I don't know what it was like for you when you heard that, like whether there was tears or whether it was frustrated, like whatever it was. But what I noticed, I then a week or two later, Indy come up and give me a hug and said, my mum and dad are back together. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Yeah, when you when you told me that, Trina, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I heard it, but it didn't really affect me until I had time to go go home and uh, and reflect about what you'd said to me. And uh, uh, yeah, just 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 the fact that my daughter was scared of me, and uh, and even even now, you know, coming home from work, walking in the door, they they just didn't know if they were going to get a happy guy or just, you know, any little thing mm. that was going to just um, uh, trigger me into, you know, losing my temper. And, you know, they just didn't deserve that. Poor. Um, I know Aaron's unmuted here, mate, but are you, I'm resonating hardcore with this because I was very get home from work, full of my own self-importance in my studio after a full day. And it was, I, and my coach said to me uh, not so long ago, because I go in and out, I'm so driven and so determined at the detriment of my own relationship and connection. Um, and he's like, bro, that's what he said to me. He goes, bro, you're keeping fucking score. Like you're showing up hundred percent as a provider and you're complaining when shit's not, you're keeping score. Mm. Mm. Um, and didn't know what mood I was going to be. And even though I'm teaching human behavior and things like that, cause I'm so focused and fixated on fucking this one value. Yeah, I think uh, when I started to work out what was actually important to me, you know, I was I was a very very selfish man, and uh, off oh, I still am, but I've worked out why I'm selfish uh, after you know actually doing the work is because if 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 I'm not present, if I don't spend you know like an hour or you know two hours in the morning uh, getting preparing myself for the world. It's, it, it just doesn't, doesn't go well. Like I was having a conversation with the guy the other day and, you know, I'm up, I'm up two and a half hours earlier. So I'm, I've got two and a half hours head start in the day to be mm. able to, you know, work on myself and uh, just prepare myself to show up for others. Mm. You, you are captain discipline, mate. That's the one thing that, <laughs> um, 
that really resonated. Like when we started working together, I'm like, what time are you get up, bro? He's like, up past three. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing up past three? Having a kilometre swim down at the local pool. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I was disciplined, dedicated, but yeah, sweet. But yeah, you, you are. And because I remember you being the, the overweight um, high school, like we played footy together and grew up same school. And, um, and I think some of the other lessons and learning, a lot of guys, especially tradies and that, don't realise how smart they are. Yeah, and, exactly. And yeah, this is all taking away and how creative they are. Yeah, right? this is all things that lead to greater uh, sexual connection or mm-hmm. chemistry or whatever you want to call it. Creativity, learning, um, uh, the ability to take feedback on board, have the difficult conversations. Um, uh, but you know what? I, I don't know, Mel. Like you're 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 obviously well, I was, female. I was married to a tradie too, so I can heavily resonate from the other side of, of hearing this as well. And I always remember, you know, he would say things like, you know, I'm just a such and such concreter. I, you know, just lowering his own self-worth in, in, in the world. Yet I knew that there was more, more to him. He just didn't want to see it for himself. So, um, but I just, you know, how many, how many men get in that space and use, sex as a release of their frustrations instead yeah, instead of self-care what, yeah like that, if you what's just that like for you mel <laughs> <laughs> ladies what the fuck is that like to know that a guy is using your body as a means to fucking balance out their frustration seriously it's, it's bullshit it's absolute bullshit and i'll put comments, I'll, in, the comments in the chat box ladies come on I'll, I'll call any man up on that at any day and i can yeah see straight through it now that I'm aware of it, you can see straight through it. And, um, you know, we've all got our own, our own stuff to, to work through in, in life. But when I, when I noticed that that was what was going on, well, of course I pulled away. I'm like, you feel like a seafood banquet. You feel like a seafood banquet. (laughs) (laughs) That could be coming of the year right there. (laughs) But all we get is the prawn shells. Oh, that's oh my God. Live, right? <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. So funny. <laughs> I won't name names. Thank you, Felicia. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Sorry. I think, I think it, I think it comes back to, um, the, you know, the industrial era where the, the, the strong man went to work and he never showed his emotions and, uh, you know, ego has a lot to play with it. You know, get rid of the ego uh, around out of a lot of men and uh, I think we'll be able to uh, you know um, try and crack crack some of these uh, urges and, um, and and have more more awareness in relationships mm. uh, and you know I want to bring Aaron straight in all right I want to bring Aaron straight on this because we had chatted the other night and it was, um, for anyone that listened into uh, a podcast that was episode 12 or 13 from Zimbabwe in prison to empowered coach um, is title you talk about we talk about that very topic, but you say it's okay for men to be strong and that sort of stuff. Like, is this kind of on, are we kind of on the same page here, mate? Or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Look, is, as I explained the other night, you know, I'm quite comfortable in my feminine energy. I grew up in a household where we lived what happened, but it was predominantly female. So I grew up with that, with that sensitivity and that emotional, um, I'm going to say maturity because it was immature, but there's a, an understanding of the female energy. The problem is, is if um, the bulk of men, which is what happens, don't ever get in touch with that, they can't empathise with their partner. 
Mm. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very simple thing. You know, there's a fa- you know that famous book, The Men From Whatever, and you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Mm. That, that is the simple premise of what happens. And until men become and, and, and reset it, drop the ego and actually and drop into their feminine energy, you're never going to be empathized. Now, if you go up and you hug your partner and you've got a boner, you're screwed, <laughs> right? Now, this is the problem with men. Is he, is he will listen to us, tell him, go and give your missus a hug, a genuine sincere hug. But she knows that's what you want. Until you find that part of you that empathizes with her feminine energy and actually sincerely hugs her for who she is mm-hmm. and for the day she's had, then we're having a different community. There's different levels of communication and understanding here. Mm. And it's a very difficult one to bridge. And it's one of why I'm always keen to talk about it because it is an age old debate. And think- it's only going to be worked through when we can sit and talk in a forum like this, because I'm lucky that I had the upbringing and I lived the life I did. How to teach that to someone though, Trent, <laughs> oh fuck me like i'm far from an expert and because uh i openly talk about it and mel knows from behind the scenes she's asked me all the time how jess is and that and we're unfortunately there's a lot of this connection and i like i don't know um i don't know if any of the girls and guys on here feel totally connected in their relationship a hundred percent of the time or it's like a a golf hand, a golfer will only play to their handicap 20% of the time, 30% of the time. Now, I don't know if, if that's more inaccurate and there's this perception that you see these memes on Facebook, like a true man will open the door for the woman. And well, I don't know, like, you know, these memes where they sell this big story and love story. And I think it's setting a lot of women and men up to failure, right? Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I don't believe that you can be perfect. I don't, I've never seen anyone hundred percent connected all the time. No. There's Definitely no such not. thing. No. no. It doesn't exist. There's no, so it's, it's the old ideal of perfection in anything we do as humans. It doesn't exist. And, and I think whether it's a society expectation or whether it's a personal expectation, the word perfect is a dangerous thing mm. because um, we're striving a... for something that just it doesn't exist. You can't do it. And no, then we can't, you know how you can you forgive mm-hmm. if you've got this word perfect in, in the equation. Oh, that's a really great point. Um, I've got a question here from... Um, from one of the people watching um we're talking about uh women rejecting men all right so met women being in their masculine rejecting men um uh i th- i think that's yeah. fucking i think that happens all the time yeah i think if you're feminine in your energy and reese like you're a really masculine dude but if you're walking around acting like a pussy and not knowing how to handle yourself how does trudy mm-hmm. respond to you Oh, I don't think I've let it go, go, go that far, to tell you the truth. No, but um, it's like you're, but, but what it is, is like you become dumb in a conversation or you, you can't stand up or you can't solve a problem or, or you, don't, you don't handle things the way that she perceives you meant to be. You know those moments, yeah, ladies? Yeah, being, being yeah ladies. Yeah. yeah, you know those moments where they have an expectation of the way you're going to handle it in, in your mm-hmm. Tarzan outfit, but yeah. you don't fucking do it that way because of whatever reason, you know, those moments, like how does Trudy respond to that with you nowadays? Um, well, I definitely handle things a lot differently compared to what I used to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely a lot more present. And, uh, instead of, uh, you know, those situations, I'll, I'll go and, uh, I'll definitely go and try and talk, um, talk to, you know, whatever, whatever the situation may be, I'll definitely try and, uh, uh take it on with the more of a, uh, intelligent outlook because uh before it was always just um you know protect 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 
and mm. uh, it was just ready. I was just, you know, ready, you know, fight or flight mode, you know, and, uh, and it just, uh, it just did, it always never ended well. It's a really good point, um, Aaron and Mel. Um, like when, and I don't know, you guys in previous relationships, Aaron, you've come out. Were you married, Aaron, previously? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you've got uh, one guy in a relationship and three divorced people talking about. <laughs> hey, we know how to fuck it up. So I guess we were an expert, right? Um, so, yeah. but like, I don't know. Like, I want to ask each of you guys this question. Okay, based on your part, based on your, your new mindset, and you've got your new unicorn, Aaron. Uh, you've got your unicorn now, uh, Reese, which is awesome. Like, what's what's some advice you could give someone who's heavily disconnected in their relationship now to potentially get back in the bedroom or back in the sack or back in that intimate, like where there's like flow and chemistry and and cheeky squeezes, cheeky gropes, whatever you want to call it. Like, let's go there. And Mel, I want to hear what some advice what you can give from a female's perspective as well all right who's going first look i suppose Reece? you know we're, we're you know we're distant we're definitely uh distant in, a, in, in the relationship uh and i think uh it's just just let go of the fear just just let go of the fear and just go and slap her on the bum slap her on the ass and just <laughs> grope her and just you know, but then, but then appropriately, of course, appropriately, appropriately because you know, if you're coming out of a uh, uh, you know a tough period in your relationship, you know, she's not going to want to. She's going to. She is. This is a time that she will reject, reject, reject. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, a, it's such a uh, when Gareth J White talked about rejection, it so heavily resonated with me. It's like. From a kid, you get told, no, 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 no. And then you hit your teenage years. It's no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do this. And then all of a sudden you're out of school and you're fucking full of hormones. It's like, no, 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 no. And then in your marriage, it's no, 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 no. So I think rejections, uh, epidemic levels in men. Like, uh, I don't know about you, Aaron, in your marriage, but I just felt rejection consistently in my marriage. Like I'd never felt it before in my life, but um, we had five miscarriages and, uh, lots and lots of disconnect and lots of, yeah, it was, we were pretty fractured a lot of the time and didn't work on it as well. So, uh, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, and that's something that we do in our relationship is go up and just like, fuck, I've had enough of this, just whack her on the bum and give her a big kiss and off we go as far as communication connection. Um, but also what I see too, is that a lot of people will get into a connected space and then someone does one thing wrong. Like it'll be a look. Right. It'll be a tonality thing. It'll be not present. And then the old stories kick in. And then it's like, fuck you, fuck you. And it's like, fuck you. No, well, fuck you. And then I think Alison A. Armstrong says it best when that rage monster kicks in inside that voice box and then takes over from the actual feminine energy that's hiding now in a corner when she's like trying to rearrange the files to how can I hurt this motherfucker a better way? Because that's what you do, ladies, right? you will go to that space and then you will try and hurt us. Okay. And that's the big difference between man and woman, right? So a woman will throw her best friend under the bus if she hurts her feelings. Anyone want to disagree with that ladies? (laughs) But yeah, yeah, a guy like if out, like for example, if my ex was in dire straight and die trouble, even though I've gone through night, I would still go and help her. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, 
the big difference that I see between men and women. If you hurt a woman's feelings, you got about two minutes to get her back on track. You really do. Otherwise, you are. I don't. You could be like disconnected for weeks. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I think that comes back from a um, a control perspective. Just let the control go, and 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 you know, communicate. Let the fear go, and um, you know, I mean, like I've started admitting, you know, that yes, I am wrong, and that I have have had to apologise, and it's put me in a uh, vulnerable vulnerable position because you know. Uh, two years ago, I was never wrong. I was never wrong. I was always right. And just, mm. you know, it's, it, it definitely comes back from my uh, taking ownership of, of, uh, of what you are, what you have done to hurt, uh, or, you know, yeah, it's just taking ownership. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, some really great points there, Aaron. Um, what's some of you, what's just on your experience, obviously now with, uh, your amazing human, Mm. Um, what's some of the stuff that you guys do to, to reconnect? Like what's some advice you could potentially give someone around that? Oh, oh, look, you know, you started when I first jumped on with the big one and you've touched on it now, this whole idea of keeping score mm. is probably one of the biggest problems humans face, let alone, you know, we talk about specifically relationships. Um, you know, we've advanced as a species to the point where we communicate very well, but the bulk of what comes at our mouth is actually bullshit at times. And we will say we're forgiven and we will say we've forgotten. But as you pointed out, um, men and women both do it. They both, we both keep score. We just give up and walk out the room quicker, Trent. <laughs> we, may, we may not argue. We just give up. We go, fuck this, I'll walk out. Can I That's... tell you a bullshit story that happened to me the other day? I yeah, go. I was feeling great, walking up the stairs, fucking did my morning calls. <laughs> Hang on, it's just fucking, yeah, that's a good day. I'm like, well, you know that song, Walking on Sunshine? That was in yeah. my head. I'm up there. And next minute, next minute, right? And my breakfast was made. Next minute, she opened up the dishwasher and a fucking cockroach fell out. Well, I didn't handle it the appropriate way. So guess who was put in the fucking doghouse? And what I said, right? What I said, I said, you're in charge of the fucking shopping. Why didn't you get the shit we needed? And, oh. oh, Jesus, Trent, why don't you just put a gun to your head? Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking? But you know what? Like in that moment, the fact that I'm still dumb in front of this woman says to me that potentially, you know what? Like, there's something still worth fighting for because I do become very dumb when she's in pain or when we're disconnected. And how many of my brothers on here can re like resonate with the fact that like, if Lucy's in pain, mate, come on, Aaron, are you like in inspired and coach or are you like, what the fuck do I do now? What do I draw on? Like, is it depends. Yeah, you're right. And it's very much, that's the case. And this is that whole balance is as a male between feminine and masculine. If I'm having issues and I'm dealing with the kids and stuff, I'm like, I'm lucky at 46. I can slowly step into it. But the other times when I'm a man's man, I fucking run. <laughs> I walk out and try to go for a walk because the truth is I know that if I say something like you did, I'm in deep shit. So remove <laughs> my mouth from the house and go and try and take stock, walk it off or try and put some music on or find a way not to put my foot in my mouth. So I don't now have to say sorry. Because, you know, I talked about this, the want to be right, want to be happy and the board with the mm. nails in it the other day. One of the things we, I've found that if a couple can step back from each other respectfully and not, it's not seen as running, then the words don't have to be forgiven. Yes. yes. Mm. Now, I'd see men, we, we say things and 
you know, as mates, I can tell you, Trent, you're a fucking prick. And then next week you've forgotten about it and it won't happen. But if you ever once utter that to a woman, exactly. Whereas if you ever say that to a woman, even in the most harshest of circumstances where she could have called you worse, it is never, ever, ever, ever forgotten. And the problem is we expect them to forget. It doesn't work like that. They don't. We've got to avoid saying it. And that's whereas I know men will go bullshit, Aaron. There's a little bit of stoicism that sometimes we're required to hold. And I know it's not easy, but I don't ever, ever want to have to say sorry because I've used those words. So I, I, I separate. I try and step back. But look, that's a perfect world. And yeah. And, and you know what? You've got experience. And I think a lot of people, um, you've got experience. And that's the beautiful thing about, um, oh, that's the beautiful thing about like having accountability in play. Like I've got a relationship coach. I listen to relationship books. Um, we're coaching around relationships, but still if there's a, uh, but in our coaching methods, I tell my coaches all the time, you got to be okay in coaching people to either coach them out of a relationship or into a relationship. And I'm okay with doing either. Like we're recent, recent, our conversation with Reese went from, okay, help me get out of this relationship to get me back in the relationship then Trudy's going I'm separated now what do I do and then Reese is like I'm separated now what do I do they got on the same page and now like the rest is history they 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 actually did the work and 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 we're gonna I got another question for you after I asked Mel about um her tips for a man or what she's to get back in the game which I'm really interested in hearing um so like it's been such a good space to watch. And initially when I started working with people, Aaron, it was about like, I would, Jeff would call me the breakup coach because people would get clear on what they want. And then they realized they didn't want that human. And I'm like, well, okay, that's really, really courageous that you can make that decision, like courage to get in or courage to get out. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't try and you shouldn't do everything you could, Aaron, but like think back to when you split from your ex-wife. Yeah. Right, that would have been a very, very hard decision to make knowing how much you love your kids and it would have been the same decision Reese would yeah. have been churning about. Like you both love your kids more than most guys that I've ever seen. Yeah, I was lucky that we both, we made that, we, we were that miracle couple, we decided together. But leading up to that point, the destruction that it took to get to that, I mean, I put my, you know, the idea of leaving and the abandonment, I'm abandoning because as the ma, you're leaving the house and all that. I mean, there's just mm -hmm. level of destruction that, that was brought up and that I put myself through and potentially her and my kids to face it mm -hmm. was mon monumental. And in my life, for me to say monumental, you know, it was monumental. You know what? Like, I fucking love this. And uh, the reason I love it, and we're getting to you, Mel, and I want you to chime in here because, you know, you and I talk about create, destroy, like, like what happened to, as a shitty example, what happened to Thailand and when that tsunami came <coughs> through, what they do to the towns? They rebuild it. And we've given advice. I've given advice. It might be the best advice. You know what? Go and blow some shit up. All right, go and destroy some shit. And I don't mean like from non-integrity place, but maybe go and challenge them. Go and say, hey, you're not fucking, you're not getting away with this. Get back here. Like I believe, and Mel, I want you to, do, do women like to be not pulled, it's pulled into line. Like do women like to be held accountable by their masculine energy? That's another question. 100%. Your tips and also do women like to be pulled back in um, by their masculine energy? What do you think? I, I do now, I do now after the growth work that I've done, but initially, no, like you busted my ego. How dare you tell me that I need to be pulled into line? 
how dare you challenge me like that? Yeah, but now bring it on. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because I know it only makes, helps me to grow and it helps me to evolve and become a better partner as well. We, we're not at this level that there's a 50% divorce rate in Australia for no reason. We're at that level because we keep fucking shit up and we all need to learn how to do better. And that takes some pretty hard conversations. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> and that I takes think... some strength to, to take the shit, like to hear it. 100%. And I think it only gets harder the longer you're together too. Like, uh... I, think, I think being in a, in a uh, relationship where you can communicate intelligently <laughs> instead of just uh, <clears throat> having it set in your subconscious mind and holding it. <clears throat> holding it holding it there you know like because that's what i used to do i used to just myself talk uh because i was such a uh, perfectionist and i think a lot of men can relate into talking to their uh, partners in their subconscious mind unintelligently instead of talking getting it out intelligently yep and you know what and one of the comments here and lc's jumped online so leon's going to come into this awesome thank you for joining us eventually leon you legend <coughs> Um, yeah. uh, Le uh, Kelly made a really good comment here. We don't appreciate, even when we don't appreciate it in the moment. Yeah. Like I know the best times for me in connection, our relationship is when you've had that hard conversation or when the feminine energy comes back to you and like, Oh, I was a bit of a bitch back there. Or yep. I was a bit hard on you. Mm. Um, and there, you know what they mean? Like, that's like a beard tickle to me. Like, <laughs> Seriously, like if yeah. that, that's if every day I got, oh, you did a good job today, uh, a big boy. That would just be like, I'd be like, oh, what do you want done? So uh, that for me, like that's, I'm going for a beard tickle every day. I don't know about you, like Leon. Hey. Now, Leon, you are one interesting legend and I had the, uh, I had the uh, opportunity to come and stay with your family and witness it. Um, not through the side window or anything, but actually witness <laughs> <laughs> witness your family unit i tell you what mate i'm impressed like you have such a connected relationship from what i can see now i don't know if it's sam doing all the work or whether you're doing the work or whether it just gels or molds like you guys are very connected uh from what i can see and you talk about like you have a big appetite and things like that for sex and 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 that sort of stuff like what's some of the things that you guys do in your relationship yeah, we're pretty lucky, I guess. Like, we've been disconnected. There's no doubt about that. Um, but we're, I guess we're just best mates. Everything that we do is together. We, we've always worked together ever since we've been in a relationship. We haven't been apart much. So I suppose, like, stuck stuck at home and all that at the moment, which is just the same as normal. Um, we've got a pretty good balance. Like, I, I do demand plenty of stuff, but Sam is really smart and doesn't sort of debate and argue and she just puts up with that. But then it's the other way around too. Like in the house, everything's got to be absolutely perfect. And uh, I'll just let her do a thing. So I suppose we just, we kind of have our, have our roles in that. And definitely I am more sexually driven. So I make that known and I'm not sure I've probably talked to other people about this, but she, she just keeps that up because she knows it makes me happy. So sometimes that is a bit of a problem because I know that it's probably not the um, the be all and end all, I suppose, because there is a, that major issue for males that want it more or, or women that might and the male mightn't. 
and there's there's probably a disconnect problem there might be a way that i don't even know that could interest the other partner more in a in an intimate way rather than even having to be sexual that's for sure i've talked about this with the godfather and that a bit where maybe maybe we just need to communicate about it a lot more mm. and i think that's hugely important but on other things and and sex as well but um sam and i just really communicate lots because as you know i don't shut up so she just listens and i don't but shut you up two, you two would you two your humor with each other is phenomenal like you're joking like she was yeah uh, yeah one of your great mates come over on friday night and she's got and he's a good looking guy right and it's all it's all jokes and she's like all i need is 30 minutes and <laughs> That's what I said to her. I'm like, as if it would take you that long. <laughs> and I, I think that, I think what I saw with you two guys, like your sense of humour, um, like there's a lot of values alignment and, and we, we've talked about values alignment in relationships and things like that. But like what, what's some of the, what, and, and the question I ask these guys, mate, what's some of the red hot tips you could give potentially around helping a brother get back into that connected uh, energy in the uh, intimacy department? Well, I think, I think it's sometimes um, people just have to let down their guard of having to probably be right. And I know I even do that, but like I said probably before, I've got a very smart wife who just lets me rant on and lets me feel like I'm right when I'm probably not sometimes. But, uh, yeah, like just being open about how you feel. Like I'm, I'm very more so than Sam, I'm very sensitive. So I actually, I'm uh, trying to think of the right words, but, you know, I, I try to connect through intimacy as well, like through giving hugs and affection. And that's my highest love language is, is touch by far. So, um, and then just giving heaps of compliments and leaving, which I don't do enough, but leaving little love notes around. And one of the things for me like that, it's probably, I was probably lucky because I saw that with my, parental relationship and I want my mm. kids to see that that's actually important that um, that their father shows affection so that they find a partner that shows affection to them as well because I know my wife's family don't do that still this day never did so it, that's probably why she's more probably reserved and held off with that which we're working on and I think hopefully she does want to change that but she didn't see that. She never saw the, you know, the slap on the ass in the kitchen and stuff, which I think is fantastic. Or just um, just hugging and just, you know, that cheekiness like you were saying about, we've always joked about that a bit and are very open about it. Like um, anyone that's a good-looking guy or girl, but neither of us have a real hang-up about it, you know, like uh, mm. especially when it's a good-looking mate of mine, I'm like, you know. I'm not She must have found it really hard to have me around. She did say she was struggling to keep her hands off the beard. <laughs> it is a phenomenal beard, I can tell you. But no, no. Well, that's why I'm trying, see? Yes. <laughs> so beard is a, Aaron's got one. Reese can't grow one because he likes to sit down to pee. I guess that's what we I'm uh, trying to change man. Ben, Ben's got oh, a heart. So, like, but you know what? Like, uh, and it's the old saying: "What do you call men without beard? Women." Yeah. 
So I guess how can a woman, be, if she's attracted to men and she's with the person, they don't have a beard. How the fuck, like, who's she with? Man or woman? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but seriously, like, I, and I'm with the disconnection in, in my stuff is Jess is really fucking brutal. Like, yeah. really. I don't know if anyone's witnessed her brutality. Um, but if you are not in the natural energy straight away, she flips into the masculine energy and she's like, you're a fucking pussy. Get out of my fucking house. Like it is that, that brutal. So she just I can, get, she's hey? just getting into that protection mode. She's obviously spent time on her own before. Yep. And she's like, I've got to drive this fast. So fucking pull your head in. Yep. And I, I think that's a really good point. Like FIFO. Yeah. Like we took like a lot of, we've got the rural resilience project going at the moment. So I reckon that's a lot of like, it's almost like they say, and I've heard it with women with FIFO partners. It's like, just get out of the road. It's easy when you're not here. Mm. And They openly fucking say that. Like how many women have said that it's easy when you're not here. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, Mel's put her hand up. Thank you. Mel. That's, you're on that's, that's actually why I was late on this call. It wasn't FIFO, but another couple that I'm working with that are at, that disconnected that it's just easier if he stays on a different property and you know, it's, it's, it's going to shit real fast, but both of them I reckon can fix it and they will. Um, so he's, they're going to do some work around that, but like even, even us, like we're not perfect and that's, I've, I've briefly talked about it, but I don't talk about it much because Sam doesn't like it probably, but I nearly ran away with another girl because she wasn't giving me any intimate connection, not even just the sex, but the sex was just, hurry up, get it done, it's a chore, like fucking flick the t sand timer over. And that's that's not the way it fucking should be either. No. So mm -mm. it just comes back to that actual intimacy and I need affection and I, and I very fucking strongly displayed or communicated that that was a need. And, um, yeah, we've resolved heaps of stuff, but obviously there's still still work all the time. Isn't that fucking Mel, this is a question for you. All right, mm -hmm. this is a question for you. Is an emotional connection an affair with another woman? Is there an emotional connection with mm. another woman an affair? I take yeah. it as feedback. Oh, pre pre growth. Pre no pre growth. I would have said, yeah, this is it's as good as cheating. You may as well have fucking cheated. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, is. I would have said you may as well have fucking cheated. I love it. I think that's Mel Pregrowth talking right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's back. She's taking back to a place. Like, and you know, this is the hard thing about women and reading women, right? You women can be fucked off at us and then your girlfriend rings. It's like, hey, girlfriend. Then the kids come out and then the next minute you change to another voice. It's like, oh, darling. And then you look at your me or your partner. It's like, you fuckhead. Like, you girls are so confusing. You jump from fucking personality to personality to personality. Mm. Like, I can't fucking keep up. Mm. No, I don't know yeah. how you do it. Like when a guy's pissed off, it's like good shit and fuck. Like I get, I come over to Reese's to drop um, Lara off and whatever else and catch up. And, and I know if he's fucked off because he's like, bro, I'm fucked. I'm, I'm shit. I really don't know what your problem is. eh? like, really? Okay. <laughs> Brothers, we, we outnumber her tonight. Like, yes. come on. <laughs> like, really normal. <laughs> <laughs> so Reese, Reese, here's a, here's a, can I ask you a personal question, my brother? Yes, mate. Um, how is the intimacy connection between you guys now that you... Uh, are you back in the big bed together? Yeah, yeah. yeah having Excellent. quite some time now. But look, the intimacy is great. Um, um, I'm 
I've had to work out. Um, I, you know, I thought my love language was acts of service, but what I'm really sort of leaning towards now is that it's physical touch and Trudy's is physical touch. She loves, she loves that intimacy. She loves cuddles and no shit. And I had this, I had, I had this conversation. I had this conversation with her on, uh, <laughs> I had the, I had the conversation with her on the weekend, on the weekend. Uh, and yeah. it was, it, it, it was quite tough that, you know, in the same boat, you know, I'm, I'm giving you your love language. You're not giving me enough sex. You're not giving me enough of my physical touch. I mean, it's, I, I want to be desired. I want you to yeah. drag me into the bedroom and yep. take just charge. go, just go mm. yeah, 100% Leon, and take charge. You'll take control because it's, I'm, 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 I'm sick of being in control. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I've let it go that much now that I'm, I'm working on things that I can control and just <laughs> let go of the shit I can't. I think you and I've talked about this a bit, mate. And I think like yeah. women probably don't actually understand that we have feminine side of us that is like, I want to be wanted. I want to be told I'm fucking good enough. I want to be told I'm handsome or whatever it is. And I don't think enough men communicate that because we stay in that, oh, guess what? You know, fucking someone might think I'm a pussy if I say that, or she might think I'm weak rather than That's actually. Right. Because I'm in my feminine side of actually wanting to be wanted. Here's a question for you, boys. Here's a question for you, lads. All right. Is, uh, we ask the three big questions and one of them, what are my deal breakers? And that's a question that I ask every coach, every every client we coach. Um, and guys are like, they got no fucking clue. But is admiration, not being admired, a deal breaker? The yep. same as a woman. Like, so the, the question is like... Yeah. For a woman's ultimate, I reckon, I imagine a woman's ultimate thing is if she came up to a partner and said, darling, when do you want to fuck me? And then he looked like all the fucking time. <laughs> like that, that like they could be dirty. They could be like not showered. They could be out <laughs> sweaty. They could be whatever it is. Like I'm going there. Okay. And the, their partner would always desire them. Right. Is it the same with admiration and appreciation in men? Yeah, it might yes. be overnight, but it would definitely take a toll. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Good point. I mean, I mean, if you, if you're, um, if you're giving, 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 yes, and not getting anything in return, yeah, it's that's def- definitely and de- definitely. It's a good point. It's a really good point. Um, Mel, do you think desire from a man, like knowing that the husband is it, like uh, how am I going to ask this question? So with your partner or your future partner or that knowing that they only have eyes that desire that deep, like it's only you, like, is that like a, a deal breaker for you? Like if they don't have that? Um, yeah, I, I want to feel like I'm the only woman in the room when we're mm-hmm. together. Yeah, definitely. Now that doesn't mean, you know, being smothered and all of that sort of stuff, but yeah. So that's a problem in itself. Yeah, that's that's yeah. okay. Now, now you're needy. Now you now you've, you've gone too far. Now you're now needy. You're like, now you're like, 
Now you're like Leon. No. All of a sudden, it's like every minute, touch me, hold me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not afraid to admit it. <laughs> but that's okay. But you've, you, uh, you know what? Like, I think obviously it does go both way. I think it's different verbiage. Mm. Um, yeah, being desired as a woman, yep, are being seen 100%. Like, mm. um, nobody put babies in the corner, right? And I yeah. think that this is where all you ladies fucking fall over. We can't do the fucking dirty dancing, right? A lot of us can't do that. Okay. Why not? Exactly <laughs> right. Movies set Sake. you up for a day. But you know what? The, the beautiful thing about a relationship that is completely disconnected and it is completely fucked and like, do we do we stay or do we go? Like, there's an opportunity to create your yep. own fairy tale. Like, yes. Aaron, Aaron yes. I was so inspired by you, brother, when I asked you the big question, man, are you going to stay or are you going to go? And you're like, what did you say? I'm going to stay. There's no, there's no yeah. doubt. There's, um, yeah. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, listening to Leon tonight, you asked earlier what the tips were. Just listen to what Leon's little speech was earlier. And as a man, learn to communicate like that. Because what he just said was full of uh, a balanced masculine and feminine energy. And if a partner can't understand you when you speak like that, well, then you don't belong together. And as you yeah. said, Trent, that's when you coach him out of the relationship. Mm. Yeah. That, is, that is what we're missing, is that ability to be so open and vulnerable, not forceful, not aggressive, but confident in what it is that you want and yeah. what you need. And if you do that every day, whether it be something stupid, like what you need from the shops down to that little detail, you will find that those, that Mel said it, when you can challenge each other and not resent and not hold on or keep score, you've got the healthiest relationship on the face of the planet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Beautiful so many men are scared of being able to actually express that because of, um, yeah. of, of the fear of what the partner might re reject or come back with. That's fear. Like Reese has been saying all night, it's that fear. It, it's yeah. Men, yeah. men have to understand and embrace that fear and that's wrapped up in our egos a lot. You know, We have to let go or we're not going to succeed. You guys have been talking beautifully. Communication, <laughs> letting the fear go. Um, it's uh, you know it's courage over comfort. I think Brene Brown says it beautifully. Courage over comfort. Um, and if you want to build your if you want to build your, your if you want to build your courage levels, you got to do courageous things every day. Um, and I think courage and it's not the fending off a fucking grizzly bear or saber tooth tiger or anything like that. It's 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 ultimately going in there and saying you know what I quite often go to Jess and go I don't know what to fucking do in this moment. Like, what do you suggest? Where do we go from here? Like, and you know what? We have the difficult conversation. She's like, uh, she said, she's so brutal. She's like, the way you're being the last couple of days about how rigid you are in your energy, you are not a good role model for the children. And that's sort of how brutal it, it, it is in my world. And I think a lot of guys cop that brutality from very emotional, out of balance women. Okay. They can be really brutal. And to, my advice um, around that would be definitely fill your fucking cup, all right? Because if someone's really polarized, someone has to be present. Mm. Someone has to be present. So if you love this person, and 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 they're really harsh, like I've ran in for, I've gone from harsh, 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 <laughs> and then out of my fucking uh, out of my marriage with the affair that I had, she was very soft and flowy, and then I met harsh again. Okay, so I keep running into harsh, all right? So there's a lot of lessons around presence that I keep fucking up with. But you know what? Like, I'm so imperfect about this stuff. And I know you lads are too. Like, how often do we fuck up? Like, seriously, how often do we make mistakes? Mel, how often do you make mistakes? Oh, my gosh. 
I'm keeping. I'm, do, I'm, I'm, I'm done keeping score. I'm done keeping score. I fuck up all the time, all the time, all the time. But you know, I, I pull myself up and um, and, and spend the time just giving back to myself and loving on myself and going, oh my god, like just remind yourself, you know, you're you just you've forgotten, you know, you're this forgetful soul. Mm -hmm. Some some will say you've been here before and you've done it before and you go, yeah, no, I've forgotten. I'm just Mm. relearning this all over again. And um, I get excited about learning. You know, I get excited about making mistakes. I get excited about saying I'm really sorry if I was insensitive then. That wasn't my intention. I get excited about just being like that and not pretending to be the one that has my shit together. Mm. Who's excited by Mel's excitedness tonight? <laughs> Are you excited? I'm excited. Do I bring, out, bring back that table dancing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, I'm not even wearing pants tonight. I don't know about you. Oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Like, um, I think this open panel discussion is really phenomenal. And, you know, I really want to thank, I've got to spend a, a special thanks to the senior citizens that have joined us tonight. <laughs> Julie and Pete, thank you very, very much. <laughs> From their caravan at Can- Kananara. Um, and you know what? Like, I, I want to share their story. Like, when I met Julie, she was so, it was like, uh, she got it, she, she divorced and whatever else and, and she was uncertain and she had this great relationship she was keeping secret. It was like she was almost uh, not willing to celebrate it. And I'm like, dude, you've got to celebrate that shit. And next day she's putting Facebook photos of, of her and Pete up there. And, and I've been in their company in their presence. And like um, uh, Julia, her, uh, Julie's in her, I won't say her exact age, but she's in her 50s. Um, I think Pete's similar age. All right. And uh, she's nodding her head. And they are like, they've created their own fairy tale. They don't get sick of each other. They're in, they're around each other every day. They survived a trip from um, fucking bumfuck Idaho, Idaho to bloody um, whoop whoop and then go a thousand miles left. Like they survived <laughs> a three day journey um, and they're absolutely loving life. And I think whether you're, whether you're 20 or whether you're 60 or 70, right. Like you, you just never know. I, I, I hear so many guys go, Oh fuck it. I'm going to be alone forever. And I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, you are just like fearful Reese. You reckon Aaron fear. Like anyone says, I'm never going to give it a crack again. Fuck relationships. Like that is fear. Yeah, I did it for two time. years. I did two, two years. years. Two years after I left. Yeah, I did two years. I never, I never wanted to. I was a dedicated father. I was old. I'd had an incredible life and I didn't want, didn't need. The occasional physical thing was feeding the beast and that was it. But it's bullshit. It's only half an existence. And I don't mean that I was only half a person, but um, part of your growth, get, you get to a point where it is that ability to heal your relationships with others. And you can't do that yeah. by yourself locked away in the bush. <laughs> and for me, that was, that was one of my loops was being able to heal that ability to have a relationship, a healthy one. Mm. And I was very, very blessed. I was able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You and one of the biggest uh, blessings I think I've ever encountered is that. that yeah. Moment. I'm looking forward to being around you and Lucy in the flesh, mate. Like uh, I know we've done everything via zoom since this crazy COVID stuff. And I reckon like with COVID, a lot of relationships would have been tested. I reckon a lot of relationships now have COVID babies um, <laughs> coming out of it as well. I reckon, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. Um, now, yeah. Reese, what are you laughing for? Reese? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so Reese, like, 
uh, when you look at your wife now, what do you see? I see a strong, independent woman who is quite capable. Yep. Um, she lights me up. Um, She's right next to you. You can't yeah. look at her while you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm shy. It's just a, just a joy. Oh, look at that. It's just a joy to be able to start communicating on such a level with intelligence. Um, and look, everything that, um, all the feedback I do get, it's just feedback on working on, on uh, not taking it as criticism, which uh, was a problem for me in the past, definitely. But we've, we're going to point this out too, Reese. You can hear and Trudy is deaf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we haven't, we're talking to you like it's normal because we, we just see Trudy as Trudy. But ultimately, you had that other barrier of you having to learn sign and then her wanting you to sign everything and to sign for her. And you had this story that you were no good at sign language and she just wanted you to persist. And, and, be, and she was like that moment at the retreat when she said it's not when you realized it was, you were doing a great job. I think that was pivotal in you softening in your communication as well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, letting go of, no, I'm, a, I'm a perfectionist and just trying to let that go. Uh, I'm still working on. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard at the moment cause she, uh, she just got a new processor. So she's, um, yeah, she's uh, taking a lot on board at the moment. I'm just trying a little bit uh, harder to, to, uh, to, to sign. Mm -hmm. uh, although I've had Steve here uh, throughout this whole conversation, which has been good. So, yep. um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been, it's definitely been a challenge. That's for sure. Yep. And I think that just adds a new level of appreciation because we didn't frame that out to say that Trudy's deaf. And I mean, we they said at the start of this that we've got our deaf ambassador, but just putting it together, anyone that's listening, um, that, yeah, like, and I, it's common for a deaf couple, a deaf person to marry someone who's hearing from what I'm starting to see, Reese. like you've, you've seen private groups where you go and sign with other people. Um, you've told me about that and I imagine yes. it's pretty, yeah, it's common where um, deaf partner meets someone hearing. I know the other couple we're working with, um, uh, he's deaf and she's hearing and it works really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, I'm not, yeah, she, in their situation, um, she had to become good because, I mean, I've had the, I've had the um, I suppose Trudy has been able to, communicate English, English is, was, is her first language. And uh, so she grew up in a, uh, in uh, like a, she grew up learning to talk. So um, I have had that luxury of sort of not being, uh, having to sign all the time, mm -hmm. which, which, you know, sometimes I think uh, I'm just probably uh, being a bit hard on myself here, but it's, it's just been, uh, it's been too comfortable. At mm. times, yeah, yeah, I, man, I, I, I think you're doing an amazing job, a phenomenal job, and where you're going with your coaching, and um, we're gonna we're launching the Australia's first Deaf Mindset Masterclass in the next sort of six seven weeks, which is exciting. Yes. Um, so uh, we are going to do this again. I think these open panel discussions are phenomenal. I hope everyone listening to this live, especially, enjoyed it. 
Um, and I, uh, what I wanted to let you guys tonight is next week we launch our first 10 week relationship intensive, uh, myself and Mel, which is, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I think Mel might've been a bit taken back. I'm like, Mel, we're fucking doing this. I don't care what you're saying. You're in and you got no insight. And she's like, Oh, okay. But it, it's pretty, as you, start, normal. That's normal. <laughs> as you start to sort of, as you start to work with a lot of the women that I've been working with and a lot of the women in relationships, like, are you getting, are you getting excited by this program? Getting excited by this program. <laughs> I am. It's been a big part of my journey. Um, you know, refining myself after being, a, um, becoming a mom and wife and then divorce and all of that sort of stuff. And, I really, I really feel it is my, um, it is actually my honor to be able to pass on those lessons and those teachings. And um, for those women that want to go down that path, I really, mm. I really truly do. Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful to, for a woman to really fully embrace who she is and to really mm. break down those walls. And um, cause yeah, well, some of us have had a pretty hard life pretty hard life and we've got a lot of walls up so yeah just coming back into our our true essence as i like to call it yeah sweet and the great thing and you make some great points there because the great thing about this relationship intensive like it's, it's been heavily first thing is we've, we've got the price because it's there's like 25 phone calls in 10 weeks like it's it's pretty full on it's um uh, you speak to the ladies i speak to the men and then we both come back on a fortnightly basis and we run through the content. There's online content as well, which we've uh, finalised uh, everything in that space. And um, we've still got two two couples of, uh, available. We really want to make this the the guinea pigs because I think if we can do what I think we can do, I think we're going to have some success, whether they get back in the relationship or they get out of the relationship. But I think either way, um, people are going to grow separately and and. I think our philosophies are in growing separately and together then together uh, uh, have been proven. Yeah. I, th I wanted to say that before too, it, it popped up for me. I think it's so important for couples to understand that just because they've come to this crossroads, it doesn't mean that they have to separate forever. Sometimes it can mean just taking that time apart, you know, as Aaron said, just step walking away, you know, just walking away so that you don't make things worse. Sometimes mm. it's just important to take that time apart and whether that's, you know, if you've got a coach that you can get through things really, really quickly in a couple of months or you choose to do it on your own either way. Um, fucking divorce so is important. expensive. Divorce oh, is fucking expensive. So and who does the money go to? 700K plus Who does the money bills. go to? Yep. Yep. It can be expensive. So throwing um, a nominal amount of money at, uh, and even if you aren't ready to, even if your relationship isn't fucked, Mm. as we've done a podcast about that then yeah um and you and you're just a little bit stuck like it's 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 a really good place to go in and um what, what i tend to find happen is that they they're a lot of the uh, girls are attracted to what we say as far as me and you and then we usually end up working with the guy after we've worked with the girl yeah. so we thought we'd just speed up the process <laughs> yeah you know you seen saying that you know what leon spoke about is is a big deal about the kids and a motivation I would see for a lot of couples is that if they think everything's okay and I think we accept okay is all right and our parents were okay. And I think the big change for me was looking at my children. And when you talked about, Leon, wanting your kids to see a healthy relationship with, with touch, 
Mm-hmm. That was for me one of the turning points of how I was able to walk away because with my ex, it just was non-existent. Her family, it was non-existent. I didn't want my kids. And that seems weird because by me leaving, there was no touch. But what there was was an absence of any intimacy on any level, whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, mm. or mental in that household. And when you talked about that motivation, it is a big deal. So, you know, even if your relationship's not fucked, if you're just okay, think about your kids and go, do you want your kids to grow up and repeat that loop? Yeah. With, what, with the things person? that you I, don't yeah. want. Yeah. The things you don't want, they're mm-hmm. going to not want as well. Or the things they're accepting will be based off what you accepted in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Are you being the person you want your, your yes. child to date? Yeah. Yes. 100%. Oh, that's Best a question. huge one. Best question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best, Best question. question. Mm-hmm. Best question. I've hit a few mm-hmm. people with that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If this yeah. was your daughter, this was your daughter. What would you tell them? What advice uh, would you uh, give them? I'd go question, up, I'd, I'd go this, up to, yeah. I'd go up to him and say, you're working way too much. <laughs> 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 so, but that's okay. Like we're, we're uh, actually, I had an epiphany today and it was because of Aaron's chat. And that's the beautiful thing about what we do with students first, teachers second. And man, like I, I noticed a bit of disconnect between um, Lara and Mason. And I sat on the chairs, the stairs today. I'm like, my whole life was about separation from my siblings. And I'm always trying to create separation between these two when they're together. And now they're actually having a little bit of disconnection. So I went up and I've had to soften in an, uh, a next level way and just say, you know what kids like, you guys need to connect and we need to be kind and we need to be nice. So like, I really hope you guys have got some gold out of tonight because every time I talk to one of your legends, I'm always learning something about how I can improve. And I think um, if you can get 1% out of this podcast, I'm very, very grateful. So uh, I just want to thank Reese. Thank you for your vulnerability. Leon. Thank you, brother. Aaron. Awesome gold there. Mel, I think we did it. Yeah, everyone's asking for a part two, so part two. It'll, it'll be coming. We can do it, and we'll we'll get do some it. new panel. I think what we'll do is maybe let's bring a girl's perspective in it, and um, I'll stand in the middle. I'll be the ham and the sandwich for the girls. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got um, we've got Terry. She'll come in. We've yep. got Manuel. We've got um, uh, we've got Angie there as well. We've got a couple yeah. panel members we could bring in. Maybe maybe that's what we'll do in the next two weeks. We'll get the girls. Um, we'll get the girls to come in around um, intimate connection and what's it like for them from their perspective and how to get back in the game if you're in a disconnected relationship from a feminine perspective. What do you think, team? Good plan. Good plan. All right. Excellent. So, Mel, don't forget, team, we have a new website. Yes. Teamresilienceacademy.com.au. Team resilienceacademy.com.au. We've also got a new group for our paid members, Team Resilience Academy. It's where you find me and Mel. Team Resilience Group is still going. That's where a lot of our new coaches come in. You can hear Aaron, Leon, uh, Coach Godfather, Trudy. Like this is where we put a lot of our content. A lot of content goes into there. But um, And uh, we're super excited about that. Uh, and as we come out of COVID-19, we've got our deaf immersion experience coming up. Plus our next certification round will be in the next few months after we tweak a couple of things. Yes. It's not live yet, obviously. Hey. 
Is it not? Oh, uh, Team Resilience Academy. Oh, my God. Leon just has to speak up. Leon should ask <laughs> after the record. It is live, brother. <laughs> Check the cookies or something. <laughs> dot AU or no AU? Dot AU. Anyway, we're going to go before Leon says something else. <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> All right. Okay, Team Mel, just want to thank you for your energy tonight. That was awesome. Always a pleasure. Always You're a pleasure. Amazing. I don't help anybody by holding back. No, no, next, I can't wait for the feminine one. I think I'll be putting my shit on mute while you guys talk because <laughs> I will say dumb shit. <laughs> totally. Maybe I'll tag you boys in. <laughs> Maybe I'm out that night. <laughs> bring, we'll bring some wines and we'll have some candles and oh, we'll make fuck. it a real, <laughs> a real experience. <laughs> I'm busy that night. Anyway, thanks, team. We're out. Thanks. See you all. Bye.